And I think that relates very much to a superficial understanding in the water of people who yeah. haven't been tested in that flow state. And that's what, what we're really trying to do with the essentials is to get you to that point. And that's what that original fundamentals was is, yeah, here's all these skills. And then we would do like something like that descent, ascent drill yeah. to see can it come out of you when you really turn up the heat. The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. So, hey, anyways, um, so last week's show was about taking a break from your sport. Word. Right, and uh, being that we're getting forced into taking a break with our COVID lockdown. and uh, But a lot of people take breaks from their sports all the time with personal injuries that they get, burnout that they get, which are both totally relatable to scuba as well, right? Exactly, yeah. And the and ultimately, the what the... The way our conversation got going was we ultimately started having that talk about being in the flow. Yeah, the, the old flow. And you, and you had mentioned, like, your mom had that book, Flow. No, I had the book, Flow. You had the book, Flow. I, yeah. thought, I thought you were saying that, like, your mom had all these books that you would read. She, she and, did, uh, but Flow you, wasn't you one of them, yeah. But you, so you did mention Flow. I did mention Flow, but it wasn't my mom's. Yeah, Flow was mine. My mom's more... More way out there, man. Way, way, way out, out there. there. You, this audience couldn't handle where my mom was. Listen, I think a lot of the people would, would like to meet Moonbeam Schwartz. Moonbeam Schwartz. <laughs> she was a hippie. She was a hippie, for show. For show. I should show you pictures. She was uh, definitely, definitely into the hippie world. Great person. So, so, you, were, so you were reading Flow by Mihai Chitsin Mihai. Mihai Chichenit Mihai, yeah, uh, yeah, that's his name, right? Well, if you're pronouncing it correctly, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just remember the book and the um, general gist of it. I really, it kind of hit hit a mark with me, um, as far as that uh, that mind, that state of mind you get whenever you're doing something that you're very good at, that you've practiced at. That it becomes like you know we use the word second nature, the term second nature, but uh, again you know I like to I like to read a, a lot of philosophy and and Buddhist type philosophy and their the Zen practice one of their big tenets if you want to call it is the whole action of non-action or doing w- without doing which is it just happens and that's that comes from so much practice doing something so well that you're not you're not consciously thinking about doing it 
Yeah, for sure. That's getting into that flow state or that being in the zone that a lot of athletes call it. Right. And I think when you really get good at diving, and that's one thing that like we were talking about in the live show last night of what a class like the essentials and a class like the fundamentals was trying to do is by by creating this very, very strict, standardized equipment configuration it takes your mind off of all the questions of the gear and really focusing in so detailed so nitpicky and and minutia focused in a skill set that you get so deliberate with all your actions that your mind can really open up into taking in so much more well yeah freeze your conscious thought and that's a that's a really interesting perspective too because for for years you know the the go-to terminology with with so much stuff is that you know the human brain you know we only use like 10 percent of the human brain there's so much more that we don't or don't even know how to tap into whereas what Chitsa Mihai was talking about in flow is that's actually the opposite is like when you're in that state it's not that you're tapping into this other 90% of your brain it's actually you're shutting everything down mm-hmm. to the point where you can really focus in to that part of the book brain that gets you into that flow state yeah perhaps perhaps i uh i uh like i say the the part that hit the mark with me was the the unconscious kind of taking over and doing it which only happens when you don't have to think about it, you know? Yeah, so like in your brain, that prefrontal cortex of your brain mm-hmm. is where all of that cognitive function is and where you're like dealing with, you know, anxiety and fears and uh, self, self-consciousness self and everything. And when you get into that flow state is when you're really shutting all that down. Right, right, taking away your distractions and, and being in the moment and, and actually just letting it happen. That's yeah, a, I mean, you get those. I was. Just, yeah, you get those uh, distortions of time, where you kind yeah. of lose track of time. You're lost in the moment. Right, right. That exactly. And uh, when you're not really thinking about it anymore, you're not really thinking. You know, the whole thing you catch yourself doing in life. At least I know I'm guilty of it. Is you're doing something and then you stop to to take in the view of you doing it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and so all of a sudden you're no longer doing it. You're 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 trying to watch yourself do it, if that makes any sense. And Yeah, which means you're not there anymore. Right. That, that's where that that's where the ego comes in, like you oh, were yeah, saying yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Right? You're worried about how you're looking. That's where the frustrations come in, rather than just, just realizing the frustrations there and just letting it go and getting back into the moment right. it's something that you would learn like uh you know when you're you're doing a like a zen yoga state or a meditation right you know you're gonna have thoughts pop into your head of oh shit i gotta cook dinner tonight oh mm-hmm. my nose itches yeah uh, I, i'm you know a little uh you know tight in the ankle All these thoughts come into your head and so many people think that you know the point of that meditative state is to get to a point where that doesn't happen anymore no but that's not it no. it's really uh, getting to the point where you can let that come in and go and let it go right, right back out exactly. just as easily as it came in and yeah. keep that breathing pattern and keep that calm about yourself well yeah especially in the beginning of any meditation practice the the uh the whole point is to the whole point is to stop thinking but and just let the thoughts come and go 
right? So they come and they go. They come and they go. And when you're first starting this, it's difficult. And then uh, it, the thoughts stop coming because you're not grabbing onto them kind of thing. If that makes, again, another people won't get unless they're, they study it and, and, and practice it. But eventually those thoughts stop. They stop just arising spontaneously. You, you actually you know, are of no mind per se, as they say. But uh, it's real interesting because when you, if you start to meditate, you're like, okay, think of nothing or <laughs> just sit there and, you know, try to focus on a point or whatever, whatever the, the practice you're, you're trying to do. Uh, it's very difficult. It's like, don't, right now, don't think of a blue elephant. Blue elephant, blue elephant, the big blue elephant, the little blue elephant. It's the way the mind works. Right. The blue elephant walking, the blue elephant (laughs) with his trunk moving. There's nothing in your mind right now but the blue blue elephant. And the whole idea is, you know, uh, to not not think, right? To just let that mind be still and and see how it feels. uh, That's. If that's the thing is like when people first start looking at meditation or, or getting into that zone, they're focusing so much on the focusing on the meditation and the not thinking of something that they ha- they don't have a choice but to think of everything because right. they really haven't set their brain up for being in that state yet. They're oh. still in that prefrontal cortex state that we were looking at. Well, the mind's so a weird thing like that. It you know it's just like if you. St- tell someone like right now they're telling us we can't go out what do i want to do i want to go out now (laughs) you know that's the way the mind works it's like don't tell it not to do something it's going to do it that's that's how there's a zen saying too uh like how do you contain a wild animal you keep him you give him all the land in the world and he'll just stay right where he wants right where he is kind of thing does that make any sense to you of course, because uh, yeah. when you're trapped in one place, you, you want to get out. out. But when you've got everywhere to go, you're comfortable being home. It, there you go. And that's it. And that's the thing with the mind. When you, when you say, okay, narrow – and this is what's going on with the diving students, you know, especially especially in those fundamentals, essentials classes, is they – Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. I do the segues. <laughs> I, 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 I'm setting this up. Occasionally, I'm, I'm – setting uh, this up for 15 minutes. <laughs> Welcome to the Great Dive Podcast, everybody. You're here with Trust Segway stealing Brando. I'm not going to steal your job. I don't think anybody wants to listen to to me alone rambling on. You're always going to have the uh, the lead mic, but um, no, no, do it. So yeah, this, the, the segue, that's it, right there. So it leads to diving, right? Oh well, yeah, ahead. leads to anything, but diving in particular, you can you can use this knowledge of knowing how your brain works, knowing how your mind works when you're endeavoring to learn these new quote unquote skills, because it takes a lot of focus and a lot of attention, but you have to keep trying to do it. But if you're so focused on how you look like your trim, you forget that your partner is getting tangled up in the line or you're so focused on your trim that you're not paying attention to, to your fins that are diving into the mud behind you because you're on a slope. You know, it's, right. it's that or kind of thing. Or if we go even ex- more extreme, like you're on a runaway ascent to the surface. Yeah. 
because you had a, a failure in your wing or something, and you're so ingrained of I'm not allowed to break trim. Right. Instead of just reaching up with that inflator and dumping the gas, you know, being so focused on I have to use my rear dump. Yeah. While you rock it to the surface out of control, like you're you're missing you're missing that whole point. Oh yeah, and that's that's part of the danger of those those classes, especially like we were talking last night. The beginning of of the fundamentals, the beginning of the DIR workshops, the beginning of the essentials, where the word was getting out to new divers, and a lot of people, you know, they they grasped onto it and were zealot. You know, they were. If you're not doing this, you're if you're not doing it right, you're doing it wrong, and you're going to die, kind of thing. And right. while they were practicing, they were so intent on staying again, like you say, in trim, like can't break trim ever. Well, that's that's just not the case. Um, there's there's a time for it. I mean, the, if if you know when and where, you can you know what's it going to hurt. Well, yeah, like even right. something as as simple and obvious that I try to bring up to students, like once they, they're understanding this concept of being able to hold perfect trim, which is very important at the beginning, but then it moves into, well, now we have to be able to manage that and break trim when it's necessary. Because right. if you're trying to enter a shipwreck yeah. and go through a hatch mm-hmm. that's only three feet wide, right? If you're going to try to keep you're have to trim, get vertical. I, I, you're never going to make it. Yes, yeah, so you're going to have to break trim and go into completely vertical. That's that's where you're really starting to integrate it and become a an adaptive thinking diver. Okay, here's where I need to break trim, but then I need to go back into it once we enter so that I don't disrupt the bottom sediment once I'm inside. You got to have that dynamic to your mm-hmm. thinking. And that's one of the big things that early on, what you were saying about making the zealots or making that, that robot DIR diver mm-hmm. that was always exact protocol and not having an ability to look outside of that box when reality is happening right in front of you. That's it. That's it. And um, yeah, you become that thinking diver for photographers kind of, there's, there's kind of this, uh, they, I don't know if a thing, whatever you want to call it, but you have rules in photography, right? You have the rule of thirds. You have rules about you know your shutter speed in relationship to your uh, uh, focal length and whatnot. But once you learn photography and you get into it, there's a saying that that like you take the rules that that were there to teach you. Those rules are there to teach you how to take good photographs. But once you really kind of get in the zen, if you want to call it, into that flow of photography, you can throw the rules to the side. You got you to know when to break them. You got to know when it's permissible to say, oh, that rule of third, I don't really need it here. I can make this incredible photograph that that would not be permissible by the rules. But because I say I'm, I'm breaking this rule of thirds, I'm going to put my subject... Uh, over in this this top left corner and nothing else on the on the palette there and it and it kind of works because it balances that that empty space is a heavy as heavy a weight as your subject in, in the picture. So again, got to know when well, to break the rules. And, uh, yeah, so so if we put that into what flow is by definition from Chita Mihai is you have to have that discipline 
mm-hmm. to get your brain into being able to tap into that flow state, right? Being able to slow down that prefrontal cortex. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is because you've disciplined yourself so much mm-hmm. with those rule of thirds that you're talking about, with all those camera settings, that you can just flow with the situation and get something that breaks all those rules that's still fantastic of a shot Mm -hmm. versus if you don't learn any of the rules, you don't learn the skills that are involved and you're just winging it, hoping to just flop into flow. You're never going to get there because your brain's still working in that frontal area, trying to make logical sense to something that's supposed to be flowy and free. Right. But you haven't disciplined yourself to get to that free spot. And it falls right into line with, what really you're trying to accomplish with becoming a a thinking diver with what the essentials is teaching is you have to be so disciplined with your trim. That's why we make it such a big deal so that you can freely break it when it makes more sense to break it, right? You have to be so regimented in your positioning in the water. You have to be so exact with your ability to do all these rote muscle memory skills so that it can just come out of you, mm-hmm. like learning scales on a guitar. Right, right. I mean, and you've practiced martial arts. Uh, it's the same thing. I know that in the martial art world, this is like the basis of learning. Uh, right from day one, you're going you're gonna to learn, control that mind. You know, uh, learn about your mind anyway, and, and let, it work, let the knowledge of your mind work for you, instead of not so, you know... It dictating. Yes. Now, you know, I, I love what really attracts me to to the Buddhist philosophy is is the psychology that's involved with it. It's there's so much into the workings of the mind, and basically that's what it is. Buddhism, I mean, real Buddhists, the people that I've talked to say it's not a religion. That's a misnomer, and it's more it's a pathway to mastering your mind. And uh, because a lot of things they say about their mind are incredibly right on, and they've known this for millennia. And that's, you know, your mind, they have this uh, saying, the monkey mind, that is your mind. It, it wants to jump from thought to thought and grasp a hold of it. And when it's doing that, that's all you can do. It's controlling you. Your mind is controlling you versus, you know, again, who you control your mind. mind yeah. yeah, who is it who controls the mind kind of thing so who is that you get into a real deep question there and um uh but to bring it back to diving so you're talking about having that mastery over your basic skills to the point of you know when to break the trim and, and when not to and that's what we're trying to teach right that's what you're trying to show people how to train that those basic skills into you till they become second nature but what you do see a lot, though, the, the opposite of this is that somebody might have trim and they, they look at themselves, they look, go, look, you know, I've got this down. Look, I've, I, can, I can frog kick. Uh, I'm pretty horizontal. Look at me in this picture. Look at me in this movie. I'm frog kicking along the bottom. I look good. I got, I got, I got a back plate, harness, seven-foot hose, necklace, backup. I am, I am DIR. I don't need the class. I don't need someone to teach me. But then the, this is the same, the same person, though, when they are in a real mask, it get, gets kicked off. Air share, your buddy's low on air, tangled up in the line. 
the first thing that happens is they forget about that that trim because they're not focused on it. Boom, they go into a out of trim position and just destroy the viz. They do it. Where is this going to happen? It's going to happen inside the wreck. It's going to happen back in the cave, and it's going to destroy the viz. So what was already eh? That's a that's a bummer kind of situation going on. You don't like it. Turns into you know when you have no visibility and you stirred it up. Now it starts to get a little, you know, the volume gets turned up a little bit in your head, and you're no longer, <laughs> you're no longer in that flow state. Not even close. You're, you're being yeah, screamed right. at, right? It's because you, you, you haven't gotten to the point where those skills really are so ingrained in you mm-hmm. that they're you know uh, they're not instinctive and that's one thing that that we used to say the martial art that i taught it was second nature isn't good enough right it, it needs to be instinctive it needs to just come out of you these skills and you got to train to get that way i'll tell you a funny story like so the guy that you know was the, the head of the school told me a story once he used to play jazz guitar. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he would go hang out at the you know the jazz club for like you know sit in drop in you know yeah. uh, music night you know. So he'd get up there and he'd you know play guitar and he t- was telling the story of this guy that came in one time with a flute, jazz flute, a jazz flute. Yeah, was it Will Ferrell? <laughs> it wasn't. It was not Will Ferrell. Uh, but so he gets up on stage and uh, the guy goes. The guy that's the leader of the band says, what do you want to play? And the guy goes, I'll play anything you want as long as it's in C. <laughs> <laughs> right, so the, the guy could only play yeah. like his, uh, his scales in the key of C. It's the only thing that he knew, right? Which is exactly this, right? Like you could, you could be a guitarist or a musician Right. And like really sit there and practice. I mean, and you could learn like stairway to heaven mm-hmm. on the guitar, like note for note, just like Jimmy Page. Be amazing. You know, and then uh, when the band goes, let's uh, change the key because we got a different singer. Yeah. You can't hit that that level. A, a real musician we will be able to transpose that and go, yeah, no problem. Let's move mm-hmm. it. Let's move it to a different key or. Or better yet, you get up there and you sound like a superstar, and they go, "Oh man, this guy's awesome!" Hey, let's play this song. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you, uh, but you haven't trained in. I've been playing. Perfecting. Yeah, I've been playing for ten years, but I've only been playing this one song. <laughs> well, that's yeah. it, and uh, that's the you know trade secret out there to, to yeah. all the people. That's like ninety nine percent of yeah. the the musicians out there is. They they play melodies. Well, it's right? memorized. So they've they've yeah. memorized. Yeah, yeah, they've memorized their song. It's not that they could grab any song no. and play, you know, uh, any instrument and play any song with any band. It's they know their stuff really, really well. And I think that relates very much to a superficial understanding in the water of people who yeah. haven't been tested in that flow state. And that's what what we're really trying to do with the essentials is to get you to that point. That's what that original fundamentals was is, yeah, here's all these skills. And then we would do like something like that descent, ascent drill to see, can it come out of you when you really turn up the heat Hmm. and what you always would see. And you still see And 20 years later, you still see Mm -hmm. everything's, I can hold trim and I can do all these basic skills. I got a perfect back kick. When you've asked me to sit here, 
perfectly yes. still and do a back kick. Right. Right. Now let's actually get into the moment. Let's get our bodies into the point of we're doing a real dive. Does it stay there then when right. the, when when the, all the money's on the table? Yeah, it's like learning martial art movements, but never sparring, never getting in there with a person, you know, and actually having to employ them using random thought, you know, your your mind and reaction or or you know. Well, yeah, because otherwise you're sitting there going, um, I know how to block this if he throws a right jab. Exactly, exactly. Wait, wait, wait. Every time in, you get your ass kicked, you're like, well, why did you get your ass kicked? I thought you were a black belt. Well, in training, he's supposed to throw a right <laughs> jab. And yeah. then I step here and block. It's two he lefts and a right. <laughs> he's not supposed to throw a start with a left hook. He's not supposed to kick me the in, the, in the nuts. He's not supposed to kick me in the nuts right off the bat. I was not aware. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, and to get to that point takes work. It takes it takes a lot of work, a lot of practice, and you you have to enjoy getting there, man. That's what I, I keep saying. Don't don't get into class, get all pissy because you didn't pass. Start calling names and blaming everybody except yourself. You you just got introduced to many of the the ideas and and skills and equipment even. Don't expect to pass. Just well, that's the problem is, yeah. is everybody's already been set up that I've paid my money. Yeah. I'm here for the weekend. I, I'll be getting my card right. before I head home on Sunday. Like the, the entire scuba population has been set up mm-hmm. and conditioned for that to be the way it goes. The entire world and, and, these and, days. And, and what short, are we talking about? Yeah. And, yeah. and short of like not killing myself or right. almost killing the instructor another student there's no reason why i shouldn't get a card at the end of the weekend and like this is the first time really in the history of all scuba education you know th- this type of a class is the first time that said i'm going to show you something that you are going to work on for the rest of your life underwater mm-hmm. i mean when's when's the last time you brando mm-hmm. got in the water and didn't try to improve yourself a little bit. I I, I, I just stopped trying a long time. <laughs> no, no. Every single dive is a training dive in that sense, in that respect. Is I'm always working at it. Always. I I don't you know. I don't pretend to uh, know it all, and and I definitely don't have it down. I'm constantly well, yeah, working and, and at it's it. Not a, it's not a question of you being bad at right. it. It's just a, it's a question of always putting yourself back into the test. Right. right back into the test zone because you, it's easy to uh, get really, really good at it, right? And then you change things up a little bit. Like you mm-hmm. go, yeah, you know, I am taking the camera. Exactly. Right? And then it's so yeah. easy to lose lose yourself into the camera yeah. the same way somebody at one point lost themselves into just taking the regulator out of their mouth and putting it back in right. would fuck their buoyancy all up, right? right? Early on, trim was great, buoyancy was great, breathing was great. Take your regulator in and out of your mouth, mm-hmm. and it all goes to hell. Right. Right? Later on down the road, it's adding a camera, adding a deco mm-hmm. bottle. Adding multiple deco bottles, uh, having a problem with a buddy while all this is happening, right? You know, running lines, yeah, man. It's yeah. So it's so dynamic, and if you're struggling even slightly with trim and balance and buoyancy and moving all over the place while you're trying to stay still with no other variables coming in, well, you're not gonna, you know, have a chance really pulling it off well 
out in the real world when something happens. You're strictly relying on the the luck of the fates. Yeah. And in my the opinion, that's not fates. good enough. The luck of the fates. Yeah. So I've got a list here of what the eight characteristics of flow were. Yeah. That Chisa Mihai described. So eight characteristics of flow. Do it. Complete concentration on the task, number one. So meaning you need to fully commit mentally into something and your your brain ultimately like leaves that hyper focused area into that freedom zone kind of thing, right? Yeah. That's kind of like we were talking about with like being so perfect with your, those skills in the water that they're coming it's coming out of you. Yeah, I think it also has a lot I mean, I, I don't pretend to be in the mind of the author, but to me what that means is when you're diving, you're diving. Okay, you're not at yes. home. Did I leave the iron on, you know? Again, go to go back to the old Zen uh koans and and sayings and whatnot. There's a there's an old one that says when sitting sit, when standing stand, but don't wobble. You know, in other words, whatever you're doing, commit to doing it and that's what you know, you're saying mentally commit to doing it. That that's what I mean. I think he's trying to say by focus Com- is Yeah, you're completely focused on the diving right now. Right. I'm not I'm not thinking about, you know, what I'm doing after but, the dive. Yeah, you know. my wife wants me home by two. Does this dry uh, suit gotta, still gotta mo- make my butt look big? Uh, <laughs> no, your butt makes your butt look good. <laughs> no, you quit you're, blaming it on the <laughs> quit blaming it on the damn dry suit. Yeah, your big ass make your ass look big. <laughs> Clarity of goals and reward in mind and immediate feedback. Clarity of goals and reward in mind. So yeah, so being clear of the goals of you know why you're f- focusing so much on diving. Yeah. What, what it is that you're trying to get out of it, like that state, that zone that you want to get into, like knowing that ahead of time of like ultimately, like we're going to look at this, like how do we use this to get better? Or is it also like have you uh, have you ever been on a dive and it's it's not going great and you may be in a scary dive and you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? You know, why am I here? Why? I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> Yeah, right, you yeah, know, yeah. like in other words, when your mind goes to that place, you've lost the flow, right? Yes, you have. You, you now you've just you, you've left the flow, and now you're back into that prefrontal exactly. cortex, like yelling at yourself, like anxiety, self doubting yourself, anxiety with yourself, um, being worried. Yeah, absolutely. So I have been there and fallen back into okay chill out for a minute and throw those ideas out they're not helping and get back in the moment get back into diving go diving again there's a transformation of time like when you're in flow like Mm -hmm. time like seems to like fly by or last forever like those moments where it's like a dream you're like a dream yeah Yeah, like uh, you're it just happened Mm mm-hmm you know, and what was it that led you to get to that state versus other dives where you don't have that? Uh, it is the experience is rewarding, intrinsically rewarding to you. True. Like when you have those dives, where you come out and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that was great. Great dive. Yeah. And it's uh, you, you. Everything happened. It was right. Everything mm-hmm. was right on. Everybody was in sync. 
Yeah, and you want, I mean, to, when you have that, your your thought is, that's how, I need to go back to that dive again. That that dive needs to happen again, right? Yes, because it was a, like this next one, it, it was effortless and everything right. happened with ease. Like those are, the, that's the, those are the dives where you're in flow. Right. Do you ever notice that with anything that you, you, you're trying to do that has taken practice and skill, like you'll have that little quick moment. It'll be very brief and it'll, it'll be a perfect, whether it's a martial arts move, you know, for me, I used to play baseball or hockey or whatever. You'd have that, a perfect move, you know, a perfect little feeling there. Like it just was perfect. And, and then it goes away. And the more oh, you yeah. do, the more you, you play, then you'll have a couple of perfect moments in a row, you know, in the same game or the same, same practice session and they'll go away. But then it gets more and more frequent till they all of a sudden they're they're like a thread of just you know that perfection just starts and and goes through the whole you know through the whole and uh, event or whatever you're trying to do you know right well the the next one is it's because there's a balance between challenges and skills hmm. like your personal skills and challenging yourself like you're pushing yourself but you're not pushing yourself too much right you're you're you're, but at the same time, you're not staying so much in that comfort zone right. that you're not a, forcing yourself to tap into that part of the brain. Right. Well, you ne- I think you need to continually kind of push yourself. We talked about that again, you know, last, was it last week where, where you get out of, or you, you do something for so long and then you plateau on that, that skill level, if you want to call it, right? Well, yeah. And yep. so you need to push it now to get off that plateau. You're going to have to do something different. You're going to have to up up the ante in the game, right? You're going to have to add the camera. Instead of just going out diving at the quarry, you're going to have to go out in the ocean or you're going to have to go into uh, a cave, a cavern, whatever, you know. You got to challenge yourself. You're going to yeah, you're going to not hold on to the line the whole way coming up. Oh. Right? You're going to you're going to do, you know, a free ascent. Something even as simple. Are as you that, trying to right? kill you, everyone? Are you trying to? You're kill going everyone? to, or you're gonna you're gonna not just like come up anywhere you want in the quarry. Yeah, you're gonna make sure that you uh, you're you're challenging yourself to say, okay, I'm I'm coming up here. Right, I'm going to find this spot coming back. Right, I get you know you bring up this free ascent thing, and if, whenever we talk about this, how you know we do our ascent, we don't hang on the line for a reason. Right, there's reasoning behind it. Uh, but so I was diving uh, off the coast of um, not Bar Harbor, Outer Banks, and I was taking my daughter. So we were just going on a recreational dive charter. But I'm, you know, I, I worry when it's my kids. That's just the way I am. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but the, the dive master was an instructor. He's he says I want everybody to hold on to the line when they're coming up. And um, I'm I'm what I I consider myself a good dive boat person. I I listen to the dive master. I, you know I'm not that arrogant guy. I was like fuck you. Yeah, I do, I do what I do. Right. Right. Yeah, you don't know more than I do. I've <laughs> got three hundred yes. dives. I'm a, I don't need yes. to hold the I, line. I'll be doing my own damn stuff. Right. Yeah. You, I am not that. I'm not a rude bastard. And and I wanted. I'm trying to teach my daughter. You know. The dive master's the boss on the boat. It's his responsibility. And, you know, this boat had good reviews, and that's kind of, 
you know, we were out there, let's go diving kind of thing. Anyway, so I started, both of us started coming up the line like that. But it got so crazy and crowded. And I, I, I was just like, well, I'm sorry, man. I got to get out of here. And he was there. Right. He was right there holding the line, you know, s- sitting vertical in the wa- water, ho- climbing up the line, along with four other people. But so I just took me and my daughter off the line and, and you know, did our horizontal free ascent up without a problem, without any <laughs> issue not at all. But I don't know. I, I, I don't know where I'm really going with that story other than, I don't know. I don't even know how to how to relate that to balance between challenge and skill. So it was more about the uh, the horizontal and ascent and, and holding on to the line and, and all that crap. But oh, I mean, every wherever you and I dive and we run into that going up the line kind of thing, and everybody's crowded on it. Well, that's because they have not challenged, challenged right? And that's exactly what I was I was going to. And if you're if you're if you're not challenging. Yeah, you're getting the dive done. You're getting through it. You're working through it, but you're not improving, and you're not getting yourself into that state of flow mm-hmm. that you want to be in, right? And so, if you never get a chance to get into it by your own accord, when you get there, it's just going to be a fluke that happens from time to time, mm-hmm. right? But th- what what Cheetah Mihai was saying is like, there's a way you can do this regularly, right? Right. That was the whole point of the book is identify this state of mind. And I think he even goes into like the EEG readings of when somebody is in that flow state versus non-flow state. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, you're, it is actual a physical change in the, the electrical activity in your brain. So there is – Absolutely 100%. Yeah. yeah. So it's not just a, a woo-woo – you know, spiritual thing. It is a physical uh, adaption to to doing something really, really well and doing it almost unconsciously. Yeah, I mean, and for hundreds of years, thousands of years, right? It, it's been like a spiritual thing that you went to church for, or that you meditated for, and only these like crazy gurus could do. But what what they found is like this is the same thing that that's really happening with you know. Athletes. Musicians and painters, artists, and yeah, artists and actors and mathematicians, mm-hmm. and they're they're tapping into that same, you know, moment mm-hmm. as far as brain chemistry goes. You know, one guy thinks he's talking to God; the other guy is, you know, solving a, a question of physics. Uh, another person has just composed uh, an unheard of piece of music. Mm-hmm. It's getting into that flow state. Uh, there's two more of these characteristics. You know, one, another one being the actions and awareness are merged, where you lose self uh, self conscious, uh, where you lose self conscious rumination, and that there's a feeling of total control over the task. Like when you're in that zone, as you've you've got it mastered, mm-hmm. without working, without thinking, and that's what you're trying to work your way to. So he's got a graph. That he put together, like a, your typical X, Y axis, you know, your vertical axis and your horizontal axis, where increasing you know, up that vertical axis is your challenges, and the increasing to the right on the horizontal axis is your skill. 
Okay. And there's a, there's a line, like a, a, a sloping upward line of like human performance. And I'm, I'm sure everybody has got their own I was going to say, is it, angle, is it line, linear that. or is it an exponential curve or... No, it's, it's a it's a it's a linear line. Okay, that, it's just goes, linear, right? Then. So a linear as your as your skill, yeah, as your skill increases, yeah, the challenge that you can put into something is going to increase as well, right? So it's upward sloping. Yeah, but I would. I'm just curious if, if as your skill increases more and more, the the challenge goes up exponentially instead of just linearly. In other words, it's not a one to one relationship or whatever factor relationship. That factor changes as your skill increases. That's all I was asking. Uh, if he's only got it linear, um, I, I, don't I don't, I don't yeah. know that. Or if the line resets every time you redo it. Oh, son of could a be, bitch! Could, what kind of could line be that, is that? Too. So that, the point is that's it's not the point. No, it is. It is kind of the point. But <laughs> so there's a so there's a zone that exists mm-hmm. above that line, which is that zone of flow state. Okay. Right, where you would basically you would draw a new line mm-hmm. above that line that extends up a little bit further. And there's a certain point where you leave that flow state, right, where you're, the, the challenge is more than your skill. Okay. And you start to get out of the, the flow, flow state. Right. right. And that's where you get into this zone of, of being too anxious to be in that flow state mm-hmm. anymore. And if you're below that line, you're in like a state of boredom. Right, so yes. like you're not being challenged right. enough, so you're not improving enough to get into that flow to really better you and your ability mm-hmm. as a human, right? In whatever endeavor you happen to be doing. Well, it's on a graph, so it has to be true. <laughs> yeah, I'll draw one up right now. <laughs> I'll draw a graph up. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting stuff, man. It's it's uh you know reading about flow right now is is fascinating. You know, I, I and I just got this new book. Uh, by a guy named uh, Stephen Kotler called The Rise of Superman. Yeah. Which is which is like looking at Chitsa Mihai stuff and like translating into like these super high performance athletes yeah. right now. You know, and like he was like a SoCal, like surf culture kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And what really caught his eye early on was surfers for like the last thousand years, you know, there was a time like 25 years ago where where they thought the biggest wave yeah a human being could ever surf was like 20 25 feet like the physics would not allow you to surf mm-hmm. uh, a 25 foot or greater wave Jesus. and now it's it's Jesus would Jesus not allow you to you. surf. Well, it, it, it's in the Bible. There's a graph in the Bible showing that <laughs> Jesus will not allow that to happen. <laughs> Yes, it's in uh, Spicolius. <laughs> it's in Spicolius. <laughs> the book of Spicolius. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but Apostle. nowadays, like surfing, like surfing fifty and seventy foot waves up to hundred foot waves, like in the last yeah. twenty years, like what a thousand years took us from a one foot wave to a twenty foot wave. Yeah, like in the last twenty years. Oh, yeah. It's just gone Ex- out of control. That's called an so, so, exponential exponential relationship. No, it, it's it, yeah, yeah. It's, but it's been a huge change in plateau. And so what he's like he's exploring is yeah. this very thing of flow state in the, the what makes it of this caliber of athlete. It's the mind uh, yeah. That, that yeah, and that's exactly it's it's well that fascinating stuff. I man, mean, fascinating. That's stuff. exactly what I was trying to get at with the exponential relationship between the skill level. 
and, and uh, the challenges, et cetera. Can you, as your skill level increases, can the the uh, the challenges you're able to take on and accomplish in that flow state, does that number go up exponentially? And that's that's akin to this. And it's just like if we look at our our development, our evol- evolution as human beings and technology and all this, you know, it took us umpteen thousand years to get from, you know, uh, ape-like to hominid. And then, you know, then it took so many years to get to a society and civilization. So many, you know, it was, it was a little bit less, but it was still a lot of years. Then you go from that to the uh, industrial revolution and whatnot. Uh, you know, we had that philosophical time, all the enlightenment period. So all these little stages that we developed kept getting shorter and shorter, and our evolution would go up again exponentially. It, it was not a linear relationship. To whereas we are processing as much information in in like a week as as we've done up to now, right? We are evolving as much in a, a month as it has taken us to evolve from the beginning of man, you know, to beginning of time for mankind till now. That's the, the kind of grasp what I'm getting there. We're, we're yeah, in, uh, moving exactly. at an so, exponential rate and, and to the point where, you know, if it keeps going like this, we're going to be evolving by the minute, the same amount of time as it's taken for us to get here. <laughs> From being a caveman, basically. Right. Well, like I- interesting. Like, there's a there's a concept called Moore's law. Yeah. That that he brings up about how like you know talking about the number of transistors in a, a computer circuit you know yeah. basically doubles every two years, and like where we're at right now is it that is getting blown out of the water. Like things are just happening so fast. Yeah. Uh, well, that I don't know if you remember. I used to talk about listening to Anton Wilson. And Anton Wilson used to call it uh, a Jesus, like the time from the beginning of mankind till Jesus was called, that's one Jesus. And then you went from that point where that amount of information or that amount of evolution, that amount of development happened in like half that time. So you did two Jesuses in umpteen thousand years. And pretty soon we were doing like 30 Jesuses in a thousand years. And then a hundred Jesus in fifty years, and now we're we're at like we're moving up at the rate of you know like a thousand Jesuses a day. He called it. She can't do it, Captain. She can't take much more of this. She can't take more. We more. We need more the lithium crystals. Are we gonna blow? Uh, yeah. Anyway, we need we need more blood of Christ, Captain. <laughs> blood of Christ. <laughs> but uh. Uh, yeah, who, who is fast, uh, just absolutely fascinating stuff? Man. What's it? it what's it called away. again? The rise of uh, uh, it's called uh, the book's called uh, the rise of Superman. It's the new one that I just got. Well, here's a question for uh, you. But here's but here's the thing. Like like so like coming back to what we were talking yeah. about for our diving audience here. Like that's what I look at. Like my job as an instructor is to help you, the student, find flow. Yeah. Now at at first we gotta we gotta figure out balance. Buoyancy, basics, man. Trim, kicks, body mechanics, awareness. But really, the the focus of the the long term goal of something like the essentials is is how can how can we get you immediately into flow state 
every time you dive. Every time you, yeah. Rather than having it one out of 20 dives. Mm-hmm. One out of 100 dives. Or just a moment out of... Yeah, or no, a, uh, a moment in a dive. Right. Like, can we get you to that state where we can put you in in that flow every time you get in the water? And that's what I, as an instructor, find myself. That's what I need to do. But I can't do it if you don't put in that work of learning the scale on the guitar, right? Of learning all the motions of a listen, of a listen, punching technique. I learned all my scales, and I still can't get the backwards kick. You're <laughs> you're effing me up, brother. <laughs> so. The rise of Superman, it brings – I'm just curious because we use the Superman. But Lex Luthor was probably equally equally as intense and equally skilled. This is where, this is where I start the <laughs> outro music, by the way. But go ahead. Continue on. Continue Where's on. the rise of Lex Luthor? Do you think Lex Luthor gets into that's a flow be, state? That's the sequel. That's the sequel. Le- Lex Luthor has to get into flow state. He's a genius. He's a genius. Well, yeah, he probably is in flow all the time. Well, in order to battle Superman, he's just a regular guy with a big brain. Kind of like a couple of guys I know running a podcast. There you go. On that note, um, hey, let's uh, let's find some blog books. And look for my new book called The Rise of Lex Luthor. (laughs) All right, guys. uh, Let me sign your blog book here. Uh, That was effortless and easy. Thank you. For the dive. <laughs> Here, let me sign yours. Lex Luthor deserves as much credit as Superman for promotion of the flow state. Love, Lex Luthor. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Dive. That was uh, lots of fun. Thank you. Dive safe, folks. Stay safe. Go. All right, I'm recording. I am recording. All right, let's do uh, three claps. Ready? Do, 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 do. Okay, ready? Yeah. Uh, so claps. Yep. <laughs> we'll try to. I, I think we'll, when we see the tracks together, we should be able to line it up.